depart ye. Go ye out from thence, touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Verse 12. I'm heading down for that re-reward. Verse 12. For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your re-reward. Can I get a witness? Now, I don't have anything structured, so I'll probably be done in about 10 or 11 minutes. I'm given the short-windedness anyhow. But I've been rejoicing over the the God of Israel will be your re-reward. Now, I studied that out, and some of you already know what it is. That is the portion of the army that comes behind the host. And they've got the rear guard. And when I get this thing worked out, I'm going to preach on the God who's got your back. I may try it on y'all a little bit here this morning. The God who's got your back. He did say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Goodness is providing me with good things. Mercy is taking care of all the bad things back there. Amen. <laughs> the God who's got your back. The Lord just showed me this two or three weeks ago and I've just been rejoicing in it. And He told me, I'm back here. I've got it. And some of you are operating in panic and anxiety and fear. I wish you'd read the first part of that. You should not go out with haste nor go by flight. You don't need to run. You don't need to take off. You don't need to fly out. You don't need to be scared. You don't need to be panicking. Whatever hell's threatening you with, you ain't got to get all tore up and run out. Whatever life has dealt you, whatever... Whatever your problems and your enemies are, when you belong to God, you got a promise. You ain't got to go out by haste, by flight. You can stroll out the door and stretch. You can be like Daniel in a lion's den, just ease around in there. You can be like Elijah there that morning when the servant saw the heathen that come to kill him because he'd been doing some tough preaching. The man of God didn't panic. He said, servant was at the window. They've come to kill us. He was really wigging out. The old man of God stayed in his recliner with his slippers on, reading the scroll, <laughs> the Wall Street scroll, sipping coffee. It was decaf. Look, and he just locked, pulled it. What is it, son? He said, Lord, lift his eyes up, open his eyes, let him see. 
The old boy at the window looked up, and Hale's army was at the door, but Heaven's army was in all the hills gathered around the path. The old man of God said, They that are with us are more than they that are with them. And this would be a good thing to hear on a Sunday morning after you fought hell all week. If God be for us, who can be against us? God said, I'll march behind you. (laughs) And that's me out there in front of you too. God said, I've got you back. I'll be the rear guard. That ward, W-A-R-D, does not have to do with direction. It has to do with defense. In other words, when you say toward, or northward, or onward, that's direction. But this is a ward, as in the warden of a prison. Or someone who's who's got the ward. God ain't worried about direction. He's doing that in the front. In the back, he's worried about defense. Honey, I'm glad God's got you back. Now, I got four G's for you here. I scribbled down four G's as I studied this thing, looked at it. I don't have any structure to it, but I thought, what's he doing back there? I sure am glad he's back there. Like I think, what is my rear guard? The re-reward. The God who also not only goes before me, but goes behind me. And has got my back. (laughs) What's he doing back there? Four G's. Number one, he's guarding. He's guarding. And He's guarding me from what's behind me. (laughs) I don't think some of you Caucasian worshipers heard that. He's guarding me from what's behind me. What could be back there? Some of you got a messed up family back there. But God can get between you and your messed up past. And whatever's back there never will catch up to you. Some of you have got some sins and failures and transgressions back there. I'm getting another group up for Albania. Talked to a pastor Saturday, yesterday, and he said, I got a fine young preacher I want to bring. I said, but he's got something in his past I got to tell you about it. He said, Something about a 16-year-old girl said he is innocent. And she tried to do it to six other men and there's all. said, but his attorney got him and told him, if you don't plead guilty, you'll do 40 years. He said, I didn't do anything. And this was some years ago. He's just a young man, maybe 18 or 19. Anyway, he said, this boy is a preacher. He's the pastor. Said I've grown up with him all his life. I've watched him. Said, but he's listed as a as a predator, and, he ha- and everywhere he goes, he has to sign up and for the neighborhood to know. 
said, you know, that thing ain't stopped him from winning souls. It ain't stopped him from building his little church. It ain't stopped him from living for God. He said, but I just want you to know so you won't be blindsided by it. And I got to think about that man who had to walk around with that tag to him. Ain't you glad there's some stuff back there that'll never catch up to you? He said, but don't you, doesn't he have to live with it? It ain't stopped. Last time I saw him, he was up on a pew. He's 30 years old now. He was up on a pew shouting, had 30 people with him, weeping. Three more stood up and he said, they got saved Sunday and they shouted for half an hour. There's some stuff back there you can't never shake, but you know, it may, it may follow you, but it ain't never going to catch up and get you. Paul murdered the church. And those facts did not go away when he became the apostle to the Gentiles. His past didn't go away, but God moved in. When heaven puts His touch on you, no matter what's behind you, God can use you. Joseph framed as a rapist. And the best I could tell, that was never, his, his record was never clear. God just decided He's bigger than what the lie was. Raised Him up and made Him Lord over the whole country. I'm telling you, it don't matter what's in your past, God has got your back. David did commit adultery with Bathsheba. But when he was confronted with his sin, unlike Saul, who blamed everybody around him, David said, I have sinned. And immediately the prophet said, the Lord. He just spent 20 minutes telling him what his judgment was going to be. And David said, I've sinned. And heaven's heart changed. And the man of God said, the Lord hath taken away thy judgment. <laughs> what? He just spent 20 minutes telling him what his judgment would be. But the man with a broken and a contrite heart, God will get down in there in the dust and sit with him. Yeah. Amen. Had an older preacher from North Carolina point this out the other day. He said, you go on and read First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. Of course, First and Second Samuel before precedes those. He said, and every time a king was good, the comment was this. And he was a good and righteous king and did good as his father David before him. God, God makes his own commentary and don't ask nobody what they think about it. But David messed up. Well, David made up. Some of you ain't going to get nothing fixed until there's some repentance and confession. And what you don't know is your past is back there, but God can stand between you and your past. It don't matter what somebody done to you or what you've done to somebody. If you run to Calvary and find mercy and grace, there's power in the blood. 
I tell you what he's doing back there. He's guarding you. I tell you what else he's doing back there. He's guiding you. He's guiding you. That great army marching out. You know what happened? You remember when they passed through the first time, the Amalekites it was? Was it the Amalekites that ambushed them in the way? You know who they, Deuteronomy said they got the weak and the straggling and the sick and and those that wasn't strong enough to keep up with the main army, the main force. The weak ones and the sick ones and the old ones were falling out of the ranks and falling behind. How's he guiding you? I thought you guided from the front. Well, he's up in the front guiding. But he's also in the back like a good, and I don't mean like a good sheepdog. I'm going to ask you all a question. I'm going to need some honest worshipers here this morning. Have you ever straggled a little bit and strayed a little bit? While the preacher and the bot, the church body marched on, and you got weak or you got wounded, and you and you began to fall back. <laughs> Who was it back there that gathered you up? <laughs> you ever hear this little thing about backsliding? Well, guess what happened when you belong to Him? You start sliding back, you bump into your re-reward. The God who's back there. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I need three good, strong men. Y'all got a bunch of them. Amen. Come here, orange shirt, yellow shirt, yellow shirt. I mean, it's a fashionable bunch you got around here. You three strong men just stand right there, shoulder to shoulder, and face me right here. Yeah, y'all just stand there, shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. shoulder. He can slap me later. We need a young Christian. Come here, pink shirt. Pink shirt. Come here, pink shirt with a plaid pink tie. The army's marching on. Come on, Lindley, we're going to march. You can use the army. I'll make you to the army, this old boy with the pink shirt. Old brother Sawdust wanted to wear a pink shirt today. He might be in, huh? Your mama picked the son. Just do whatever your mama said. I'd blame it on my mama too if I was wearing a pink shirt. What you gonna do when the army's marching on and you get weak or sick and you begin to fall out? You get tore up out of the frame. You boys march with them and you fall back and then all of a sudden you bumping, bumping. And God, look at you. What are you doing back here? Well, I got, I got hurt. He said, I got hurt on top of a hill one day. I know what it's like to be hurt. Get back up there. He said, I'm weak. He said, well, I'm strong. Get back up there. Well, I'm kind of thinking about it. I don't want to go with them no more. I want to go make... I want to go do my own thing. Get back up here. There's a way that seemeth right. Let me talk to you a little bit. There's a way that seemeth right. No man is in the ways of death. Get it back up here. Honey, I'm glad he's a guiding me. (laughs) 
I've said it got me from behind. Fall into some sin. Fall into some ditch. Fall into some trap. And thank God when you belong to Him, you don't fall out. Once you're saved, you're always saved. God won't let you fall out or fall back. Honey, He's got your back. God got a way of getting you right back up here with everybody else. Thank you, man. You know what else he's doing? Number three, he's gathering. I'm going to play like Dana Williams now and throw a word study at you. Got my little computer program and got the interlinear the Hebrew to English. English word, re-reward. You can go and click next to it and give you the the old Hebrew word that that English word came from. And the primary meaning of that word was to gather, to gather up. I'll tell you what he's doing back there. He's a gathering this thing up. <laughs> and the God of Israel will be your re-reward. Gathering up. Do you know most of the body of Christ is already in glory? I mean 2,000 years. 2,000 years they've been getting saved at the foot of a bloody cross by believing in what He done and no longer believing in what they can do. Throwing their soul at His mercy. That's how you get saved. Most of them done gathered up in glory. God ain't going to leave one of us behind. There's coming a day. He's going to gather us on up. He's behind all of us. Woo! I probably told you about my little woman in her train. Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6. He said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne high and holy and His Train filled the temple. I tell y'all about my little widow woman from a poor part of town. Come up to me at the church one night with her Bible. She had it written out. She said, I've been waiting to ask a preacher. She said, that train in Isaiah 6. She said, is that a real train like a choo-choo train? Said, That's a real train, isn't it? I was going to you know, tell her, no, not that kind of train. But I could tell she thought it was. I didn't want to hurt her. I said, well, I believe that is a train. She said that most of it's already like the engine and the cars are already there and we're like the caboose. And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> she said, I said, yeah. And I went from being the teacher to being the pupil for just a minute there. And on the way out to the car, she was the last one there that night. I went outside the door. I remember it was January and it was cold. I had an overcoat wrapped around me on the way. And I remember thinking, that poor little old woman. God bless her so. 
thinks that's a train. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost said, it is. <laughs> that's what he said. I remember where I stayed in that parking lot. I was about from here to my truck. And he said, it is. <laughs> he said, she's trying to tell you that a while ago. <laughs> you dummy. It is. It's a train. I was going to tell her a train is the parade of people, the entourage who follows behind the king. His cabinet, his generals, his soldiers, his staff, his advisors, his sons, his princes, his governors. I said, Lord, I thought that's what tra-. He said, it is. <laughs> I said, I thought the train may have been talking about his robe. And that long train, you know, when a lady, get, when Princess Diana got married, that, she was in the cathedral and the train was still out there. They took 19 women to pick it up and carry it in. I've always wanted to just go, <laughs> just to see, you know. That's why you ought not be skinny. Be some good grounded women. A train! And you know they tell me that in them Bible times in them kingdoms, the width and dimension of that train off that robe describe the wealth of the king and the power of his kingdom. His train filled the temple. And I said, Lord, if that's a train like a parade of people behind King Jesus, or if it's a train of his glory trailing behind him, how is it a Choo-choo train. <laughs> I was talking to the Lord about choo-choo trains. He said, well, don't you remember when that train come by and picked you up? You remember when that parade of people came by, started with the apostles and the, and the saints, and 2,000 years they'd been a steady stream of people who got on board. Do you remember the prayer warriors and the preachers, the church mothers and the church saints come by you one day and you got, whoo, you got on? I said, yes, sir. He said, that's my choo-choo train. He said, you remember when Jesus passed by and you touched the hem of his garment and got a hold of the backside of that robe? He said, you got in that choo-choo train. Honey, I'm glad he's back there gathering us. And one of these days he's going to gather us all up in the glory. When this thing's done, honey, he's coming back. And right before he comes back to earth, he's going to cut, swing through the atmosphere and call his bride out. Call us out and catch us up. Take us away. You're doing presents. And coming back in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. The Bible said it was ten thousands of his saints. He's gathering. I close with this. Here's the next, the last G. And that's a generation. This generation is the caboose. I tell you what's back there. I tell you what God's got back there behind us. I think He's got the last generation. What about all them girls that got down in the Ringo Tabernacle? I didn't know that was your girls out there in the grass. And there's another pastor had 50 people behind the tabernacle. What about all them girls out there 
weeping and worshiping, kneeling at the feet of Jesus. What about these young men right here? Thank God for a place and an hour where Jesus has come by and arranged for a group of young men to be His. I was watching you this morning when you opened the service. You standing over here looking that direction, didn't know all them boys. <laughs> all them boys are piled up on the altar. I said, thank God my little, my little boy can sit there and watch a bunch of teenage boys. Right. Instead of trying to be cool or be hot. Amen. That's right. Impressing God instead of impressing girls. Instead of smoking and drinking and cussing and acting the blame fool. Thank God for a church and a preacher and some mamas and daddies. Got some boys on the altar. A generation. I've seen them pile up right there. Oh, it's a special day for us. It just is. It's special to be here with Mama Henderson and our sister, Robin. The Lord's taken that lovely rose to glory and let her start warming up the choir. We'll all be there shortly. I took my two little girls, the Holy Ghost nudged me a while ago. Lay them at the feet of that dear saint of God and let her, and maybe that mantle. There's a mantle floating right there. There's an empty spot. That's why I wanted to get in it. That's why I wanted it. I, I told her into the break a while ago I wanted to get up there and stand in Lori's place because she was my sister. And that's my church mother. It's one of my church mothers. That's one of my church sisters. What Paul told Timothy, he said, the elder women are mothers and the younger sisters treat them with all purity. Amen. And while we're at it, women shouldn't come to church half naked. If you want to be treated with purity, you ought to operate with purity. That's just... just and I put my two little girls right there. Because there's a generation. Boy, your little girls are in a good place. I didn't know if you was in the motherly way or just ate too much tofu or <laughs> cornflakes. I did ask Brother Brian. I said, I want to make sure. I mean, people get bloated sometimes. <laughs> Drink too much Diet Coke. I get bloated. I ain't a bit fat. I just got extra liquid right now. Yeah, a little swolled up. Swolled up, a little bloated. Had too much salt lately. The only thing wrong with me. Two or three Diet Cokes. Three days of water and greens. I look like any of these other boys. So I ain't worried about it. Just carrying a little water. I made sure before. <laughs> you going to have a baby? You ever had that look? <laughs> I never asked that question. You got a good place for your babies. Front row, front and center. Mantles like that hanging around. And I put my two little girls right there because there's a generation that's the last generation. I'm closing now. You find that word re reward over in Joshua when they marched around the wall. 
It's in chapter 6 twice. And said the re-reward came behind. You know what it said? It said the strong men, the armed men went before. And then the ark was right in the middle. And it said behind them the priest and everybody else, the priest. And here's what it said. King James, going on and blowing trumpets. I'm going to fire all of you if y'all don't quit acting so quiet. Maybe I ought to expound it let you enter into it. Strong men armed going first. Priest with them. The ark coming in the middle. And the re-reward behind. And it said the grab behind priest going on and blowing trumpets. Carrying on. Cutting up and carrying on. You know what I saw, Pastor, when I studied that re-reward? Old Testament. The prophets and the law came from strong and armed. And then here come Christ, the ark. He's the ark. He's our Passover. He's our, he's our communion place. He's our blood sacrifice. He contains the rod that budded and the commandments that were broken. He took the sin in His body, yet the resurrection was there. He's the ark. And that ark, the presence, the Shekinah glory. The Old Testament saints went first. Christ came. And then the group behind Christ. We've been made to be kings and priests. And all we do is just go on. Going on and carrying on. Blowing trumpets and just cutting the rug. That's exactly what that meant. Going on and blowing trumpets. Woo-hoo-hoo. I said, I ain't going to that church. You ever get full of the Holy Ghost, you'll be that church. They won't have to identify your pastor. They won't have to name your church. They won't have to give out an address as a that church. And everybody in four counties knows exactly who they're talking about. What are they doing over there? They carry on too much. Honey, we're blowing trumpets and a hopping and a skipping and a shouting and a can't help ourself. We're going on. The re-reward. Honey, that crowd coming behind that glory. You can't help but cut up and carry. He's done pass by. The victory's won. We're just cutting up and carrying home back here. Can't help ourselves. We're the last generation. And on the seventh day, the trumpet's going to blow. The walls are coming down. And we're going out. That's the book. They're waiting on the seventh day. That trumpet blow the final time. You can go back here and read it in Joshua 6. And it said the wall fell down flat and the people ascended up. If that ain't the rapture, I ain't ever seen it. And the people on the final day with the final trumpet, y'all got to say amen, ascended up. What do you think we're going to do? On the final day, the final trumpet. Been, been going in circles for six days. While the enemy pours hot oil and shoots sharp arrows down on us. 
And he said, you're not allowed to say anything for six days. For 6,000 years, God's people have been going around in circles. And the world makes fun of it. Ain't y'all got a home? Who are y'all and what are you doing here? Oh, we got a home. Where you're living, that'll be ours as soon as our, as soon as our army gets here and our captain. Until then, we're strangers and pilgrims. You ever feel like God just got you going in circles? He does. You ever feel like the enemy's higher than you? Shooting down at you, calling your name, making fun. And all you got, and God expects you to just keep walking. Round and around. Don't let you say anything. You ever wish you could say something you don't even know what to say? If they let you vent, you wouldn't know what to say. You don't even know what to say. It gets so bad you don't even know what to say. And he said, don't say anything. There's a final day coming. And there's a whole bunch of sevens in that verse. And seven times, blow seven trumpets, seven, 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 seven. You go to Joshua 6 and look at that when they, that final day and they blew, there was three sevens in there, maybe four. Just seven, 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 seven. That's what the book of Revelations eat up with is seven, 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 seven. Seven vials, seven bowls, seven angels, seven trumpets, seven churches. Seven is the number of completion. That final generation is going to be gathered up. God has got our back. Don't y'all worry about this mortgage payment on this place. Did y'all ever feel like you're just going in circles the last two or three years with this thing? Walking around here didn't know what to say to each other? Preacher, I thought God was, well, I don't know what to tell you. Ain't we going in circles? Yeah, we are. But God's in our midst. And we belong to Him. And He's the one that said, just keep walking. Weary pilgrim. Sister, Heather, would you just go to the piano? Play and sing whatever the Lord's got on your heart or whatever the pastor says. Ain't y'all glad God's got you back? Can I close by taking you to the front of that verse again? There ain't no need to go out by haste nor by flight. Y'all just calm down. He's in front of you. He's back there behind you. Ain't no need to take off running and get tore up and out, tore out of the frame. Ain't no need to fly off the handle and just tear out. You couldn't do nothing with this anyhow. You know, I, I don't know if people's bothering you, Sister Henderson, about wanting the answers. Sometimes we don't know what to say. <laughs> but on that last day and that last, all them mysteries are going to clear up. And all them things that are working together for good, they'll make sense then. 
And you won't even be worrying about Aunt saying nothing in because we'll all be shouting. That's what yeah. the book said. They're just shouting. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want everybody to stand. Some of you need to get on this altar and let God give you some victory. <laughs>